0: This is Kevin Conroy. And I am the goddamn Batman. Just about my my t- baby. T- oh, my God. Master Bruce, I... Miss Gordon, I heard you've discovered our little secret. Yes, I admit it. I am Batman. I give the punchlines around here! Got it?
1: Hello and welcome to another episode of Talking About My Generation, a pop culture podcast dedicated to children of the 80s, 90s, and even into the 21st century. If you're new to the show, welcome. On this podcast, we'll discuss video games, movies, and television shows that we grew up on. Uh, This week, we were originally going to do A League of Their Own... But,
2: again, Eva has kind of flaked on us, so we kind of said... No, well, yeah, baseball season's pretty much in full swing now, so we're going to save the baseball double f- headers until the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, but, How, yeah.
1: However, because I know that, like, everybody else and their brother is doing a 75th anniversary of, you know, the Cape Crusader, the Dark Knight... I kind of said i got to squeeze this in. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I'm I'm doing it for me too, but...
2: (laughs) The funny thing is, is that um, I went overboard with it on the pull bag. I recorded, uh, coming up in May, there will be 13 podcasts released in one month (laughs) covering all manner of Batman comics.
1: (laughs) Oh, man. You're, you're going to be covering what, like, Batman Beyond, Batman, Detective...
2: Uh, no, we're covering... Well, I'm trying to think. Um, uh... Oh, crap. It's, um... Year One, Dark Knight Returns, Killing Joke, uh, Beware the Batman, the digital series, um... Uh, and the New 52 stuff, City... Uh, Court of Owls, City of Owls, Death of the Family, um that kind of stuff but it's uh, we're also going to do uh, the Batgirl New 52 stuff and yeah it, it's going to be interesting to see what the reaction is to it and I've decided that um, I will never do that again <laughs> oh god is so that
1: bad putting it all together
2: huh well let's just say um hmm, there's going to be 13 episodes in one month which means that they all have to be multiple releases on multiple Wednesdays. So, the first Wednesday is going to be one release. The new series, new weekly series, Batman Eternal Issues 1 through 4. May 14th is uh, Batman 66, but we're the Batman. Year 1, Dark Knight Returns. Four episodes in one day. Uh, 21st is five episodes in one day, and 28th is three episodes in one day. Oh, <laughs> but i But I've spread them out to, like, like on the 28th, um, the first uh, episode 76 will release at midnight, 77 uh, at 12 noon and and Death of the Family, 78, uh, 10 p.m. So I've released them kind of like a television network kind of thing where it's not, oh, my God, we have to download all of these right now. Because I found out with iTunes, if you release multiple things on the same day, you have to release them time apart from each other. Really? Because yeah, because if you if you release them all at the same exact time, iTunes will only have your RSS feeds download the most recent, and then you have to manually click get all episodes. So by spreading it out throughout the day, it's not going to it'll it'll automatically download each episode without people having to click on the ones that they might have missed. Oh, that's a plot. So, I suppose we ought to introduce ourselves. Yeah,
1: probably. <laughs> you know, for those of you who don't know, I'm Douglas Abel. You know, yes. I, I I have an addiction to cartoons, and well, this is one of my favorites. <laughs> uh, Mike, I know you've you've pretty much gone overboard with this one here in a sense, but I think this is one of your favorites as well.
2: It is. It is. It's. B.T.A.S. I love it, but there are a lot, a lot of bad episodes in this series. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, there are a lot of good ones. There's a lot of good things about this series. This series was a uh, brainchild of Bruce Tim and Eric Radomski, uh, along with Paul Dini, James Tucker, and more. Uh, Bruce Tim and Eric Radomski are the main ones that got it off the ground, and they got it off the ground because at the time we were... Three years removed from the '89 Batman film, and Returns was coming out in '92 as well. Um, so there is that, uh, you know. And they they wanted a darker Batman, just like the movie was. They 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 wanted to you know have it kind of set in the '40s and have you know be able to do mystery stories and you know do all the you know what comic nerds would want to do if they were in charge of a television show. Yeah, I mean, it really did feel
1: like they were kind of going back to the whole detective feel of of what Batman really was, mm-hmm. uh, and that film noir. Oh my God, that was awesome. That just it was. that just added that touch to it, and it was like, you know, I, I remember watching and going, "This is cool," and I remember thinking. I would love to have one of the cars that they drove around in, not the Batmobile, just like one of the regular cars you see everybody <laughs> driving around on the streets. You know, yeah, that to yeah. me was just bitching at the time.
2: Oh yeah, most definitely. But
1: I mean, this this was just it captured it. They nailed it perfectly. I mean, Bruce mm-hmm. Tim having some of the stuff that they came up with with the stories, and I mean, as you mentioned, there were crappy stories, but for the most part, I didn't really see any that I hated.
2: Oh, trust me. I I don't know how you want to order this episode because we didn't really discuss that beforehand. But um, when we get to talk about the actual episodes, trust me, I can put out a plenty of stinkers.
1: I'm sure. Um, (laughs) Again, and here's here's kind of a problem with this. Here is that I'm going to say this: I have not really seen any of the episodes except for when it last ran on Cartoon... Well, not Cartoon Network,
2: Boomerang, Mm -hmm. which was, what, like eight, nine years ago. Um, See, I don't know. You should have caught up last year (laughs) because The Hub has Batman and Batman Beyond. They're not currently running, but The Hub uh, from the Hasbro channel uh, had them, had deals with Warner Brothers to run the episodes, and they ran through Batman TAS at least twice since i had had the channel. Oh, man. Yeah, see, you missed out. Yeah, and since I don't have cable anymore, Eh, that sucks. There is that. (laughs) Uh, But well, I think
1: that I know Batman Beyond is on Netflix, and it is. Yeah, we'll be covering that probably what next week, something like that, coming up here soon. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, and I think animated series is on Netflix as well. I'm not sure on that because I haven't looked up
2: yet. Last time I checked, it wasn't. Okay. Um, last time I checked it wasn't I don't know why it isn't honestly because uh, they've got Justice League Justice League Unlimited they've got uh, Batman Brave and the Bold I don't know why they don't have um, BTS on here
1: I know I know And, and I mean that's just kind of a disappointment I mean we've got so much with this one here uh You know, one of the things I did like is that you got a chance to see this. They actually did run it on an afternoon schedule, which you don't see anymore. When was Mm the last time you saw kids coming home from school, sitting down and watching an afternoon cartoon? It just doesn't happen anymore. Unless they're watching it on all that crappy network that used to show cartoons. Mm. Or Nickelodeon or Disney Channel. But those, I'm not really counting those that much anymore because they don't show... Half of them don't show true animations anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's computer generated CGI craft, which some of it's okay, but I'm getting really tired of seeing Penguins of Madagascar
2: and Back to the. <laughs> I really like Penguins of Madagascar, but that's a time for that's a discussion for another time. Oh, yeah, yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a good show, but you know, not Batman. <laughs> it's this show here. I really liked it because of what it was. It was not your typical ha-ha laugh and, you know, joke around. You know, in the original Batman TV series, when you had Adam West and Burt Ward, you would always see them doing something really comical or goofy, and that was kind of what it was for the 60s. You'd see them go and climb a wall, and they'd they'd be climbing on the rope there, and somebody would come and stick their head out the window and tell a joke. Not at all in this one. This was really dark, and I mean, just... It was straight out of the movie, you know. For a lot of that, Uh, and I'm gonna say this here: it was a little weird for me going from my last experiences with animated Batman animation being, you know, Super Friends, and seeing this, you know, Bob Kane Super Smiley Batman and Robin, you know, running around in in the in the traditional blue and gray, Mm -hmm. and you go from that to seeing this where you didn't have Robin really. I mean, you did, but it wasn't until later on in the the series and seeing it dark and having this, having, you know, a real difference between Bruce Wayne's voice and Batman's voice. Mm -hmm. And
2: now that's something that, that Conroy did. Yeah. You know, that is something that, because I because I believe, if I remember this correctly, I, I'm going off memory, folks. I'm very old. I could be wrong. He's said in interviews that he sees and he believes that Batman sees himself as two different people. There is Batman, who he really is. And then Bruce Wayne is his mask. So being able to... First of all, let you know the voice director Andrea Romano even letting him uh, say, "Hey, look, I think these need I think that needs to be two different voices because they can't just be if it's the same voice, people are going to realize, you know. And yeah. and this is the one thing about Batman and Superman, uh, Superman's got his glasses. Take his glasses off, he's Superman. Put them on, he's Clark Kent. It's like, "Come on, Lois, figure it out." out yeah (laughs) um you know and the same thing with batman i don't understand why the commissioner and chief o'hara never figured out that bruce wayne was batman in the old series because kevin conroy was created something with doing two different voices because he thought of them as two different characters and they really are
1: yes and that was the thing that i was really impressed with was that it distinguished between these two, and basically two completely separate characters. Mm-hmm. And that kind of comes in later later on. You know, I'll, I'll be discussing that when we get down to uh, Scarface and the Ventriloquist, because that's kind of a whole thing where they did analyzing with that.
0: But, mm-hmm.
1: I mean, just the fact that Kevin Conroy did this, we have now seen that happen in some of the live-action movies. Christian Bale started trying to do that.
2: He tried and he failed.
1: Yeah, it was bad, but he at least tried, <laughs> which was, you know, it made sense. How do you distinguish between the two? And now you've got this. It. I don't understand why people didn't see that before. But thank you, Bruce. Thank you. Uh, excuse me. Thank you, Kevin, for doing that. Yes. <laughs> uh, I really did like the fact that they were really taking and, and going off of the original Batman. Well, the Michael Keaton version of Batman where they're trying to make that more dark. Uh, You know, it was still completely different. Joker was just changed. Let's go ahead here before I start getting too deep into this. Let's start talking about some of the characters that showed up in this one. Uh, You know, we do start off, we have Batman, Bruce Wayne, you know, he's kind of just, he's, He is the dark Batman foreboding person that you see kind of showing up. And, you know, he he goes through, we do see a little bit of why he is the way he is. We get that origin story coming out with him and we find out that, you know, his parents were killed and, oh, woe is me. Mm -hmm. But it was separate from what we learned with the, from what we learned with the Batman movie, because in the Batman movie we found out that it was, Jack Napier, a.k.a. the Joker, who killed his parents. And in this, it wasn't that case, which is good.
2: I get for the movie-going audience who might not, you know, the general audience, the mainstream, that they needed to go in that direction, but, God, they should never have given him a name. Yes. I get why they did. I don't, you know, I don't, like, hate that movie because of that. Um, But... Yeah. Mm, no, you should never dance with the devil in by the pale moonlight. Never.
1: Yeah, and, and that's the other thing is like all the other mythos that you see with Batman, Joker never has a name. He just has right. a name in this one, which you know, it kind of pisses me off, but again, <laughs> it's not too bad. It's not like it's waving it in your face. Uh Yeah, we, you know, one thing I did notice about Bruce Wayne was that he was kind of this he kind of just seemed like really aloof and just kind of, oh, hi, whatever. You know, he, he was the playboy man about town.
2: and Because he has to be. Right. Because, because he has to be that. I mean, first of all, from his parents' death, he inherited the entire Wayne fortune, the entire Wayne, you know, company, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So being this aloof person, he has to do that just to kinda of, you know just to basically kinda of wave people off. Now as this series progressed and we moved into uh the new Batman Adventures and the Adventures of Batman and Robin and all that, the the subtitles and the and, and the revamps for BTAS, um he's he's gotten a lot better because when they got to the revamp, the new Batman Adventures, he was no longer just in the brown the brown coat, the yellow shirt and the tan pants. He was usually done up in a black suit with a red tie. He was basically the Donald Trump of the DC animated universe Yeah, with no comb over. Thank God. Yeah. Um, (laughs) You know, so um, as, as he progresses through the series, he does get a little bit better. He ends up being a little bit more snarky than aloof, uh, which is a good thing. But I see it as, like I said, Bruce Wayne is the mask. He has to do this so people won't realize what he's really doing.
1: Yeah. And, I mean, we kind of do see that, especially when we see the... uh, We kind of see the episode with Lucius Fox when Lucius Fox kind of actually figures out that Bruce Wayne is Batman. Mm -hmm. But even then, it took Lucius Fox quite a bit to figure out who it was. And it was really kind of Bruce stepping in and saying, you know, look, don't follow the money, in a sense. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, but, I mean, just, there were so many good good actors here, good characters. You know, we have Dick Grayson as Robin, or Dick Grayson slash Robin, played by uh, Lauren Lester. Uh, I, You know, I, I, I liked Dick Grayson slash Robin in this one here, but... I don't know. I just I kind of felt like it was he was too old for the role that he was supposed to be playing in this. Um, you mean Lauren was too old? No, 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 no. The 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 character of Dick Grayson was a little older than I would have expected, and I guess maybe that's because I I'm stuck on you know Jason Todd and some of the other uh, some of the other Robins that they've had being younger.
2: Well, see, that's why the direction, that's why they went the direction they went. Because if you look at it, um, when this series starts, Batman has been doing this for a while. Robin has been with him for a while. Robin is, you know, just graduating high school, going off to college, so he doesn't really get to do a lot of it anymore. When we get to Robin's Reckoning, you see his origin, as the series progresses in stuff like Over the Edge and Old Wounds, uh, you see his, his, Old Wounds specifically, uh, should have been, in my, in my personal opinion, should have been the series finale. Um, because you have, after Dick left, uh, you have Tim Drake coming in and the Tim Drake for the DCAU was an amalgamation of Jason Todd and Tim Drake from the comics. They, they mixed and matched some of the origins for both characters into that one. And Tim Drake was the kid Robin for this series. Yeah. He was awesome. I mean, um, I believe it was Matthew Valencia that did the voice for him and it was just amazing. It really, really was. Um,
1: you know, I, I'm going to go out and say, though, that I I do like this iteration of, of Robin, the Dick Grayson and Tim Drake iterations of Robin, much, mm-hmm. much better than any of the other Robins that I've seen, even on Young Justice or, God help me, Teen Titans.
0: <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, that's... Uh... Yeah, I mean, it was just, he fit better. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, I, I, and trying to get all the villains in here because there's just so damn many of them. I mean, you know, and there were other people in here. We do have Batgirl. We have commissioner Gordon. Uh, we got Roland Daggett in here. Uh, mm. geez, I'm trying to think of the, the police sergeant's name. Bullock. Thank you. I'm like, Oh my God, I'm drawing a blank. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, they, you know, they were all really good, but I mean, some of the ones that really stand out. You've got basically a who's who of casting in this in this show. You know, I mean, you've got uh, Pat Fraley, who was Krang, showing up here as the voice of Batmite. Uh, Kate Mulgrew, aka Captain Janeway from from uh, Voyager.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: John Glover, aka Lionel Luther from Smallville, who played as Edward Enigma. and that still blows my mind.
2: <laughs> you know what's going to blow your mind even more? The fact that um, Bull from Night Court is Two Face. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Richard Mall is the voice of Two Face. Yes. Well, the, um, when I heard that voice, I was
1: like, oh my God, that's the voice of Norman from Mighty Max. Because, <laughs> I mean, I loved Mighty Max. I used to watch that and listen to him and Rob Paulson doing that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so to come into this and hear, you know, I, I remember looking at Two Face and going, why does he sound like Norman? Oh, well. <laughs> Yeah, But, yeah, I mean, that was just kind of weird. Uh, yeah. The one that really blew my mind, and I think everybody who knows him, you know, anybody who's anybody in the Batman world who follows Batman knows Mark Hamill as being the Joker. He it's he is the Joker. Kevin Conroy is Batman. Yep. You know, that is it. There, There's no, I mean, there are other people who have done them, you know, especially for animated series, but it's just not the same.
2: Well, I'll say this: since I've watched some of the more recent DC animated universe films, I will say, and I've watched Young Justice. I'm actually in the middle of. I just started uh, kind of marathoning Young Justice season one on, on Netflix because I caught Young Justice when it was airing, but I didn't follow it too much. Yeah. Um, it's not that I think it's a bad show or anything else, I just, I didn't follow it enough, because I could never catch when it aired, because Cartoon Cartoon Network, Network, yeah. uh, yeah, anyway, that's, again, another rant for another day, um, I will say that Bruce Greenwood, who was, um, Captain Pike in the Star Trek movies, uh, he was also in, um, Double Jeopardy with Tommy Lee Jones and Ashley Judd. Yeah. Uh, he is a damn good Batman voice. Um, yeah. He, he's better than most. I, I would basically put Conroy at the top when it comes to the voice, and then Bruce Green would write under him. Okay, because, I, I,
1: I will go with that. and then we'll put, Yeah. We'll put Diedrich Bader all the way down at the bottom.
2: <laughs> Fucking Oswald from Drew Carey. Oh, my God. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Um. But other, you know, okay. See, here's the thing. Like, back when this was airing, I didn't know. You know, the yeah. young Jedi turned to the dark side and became a crazy, psychotic, maniacal killer. Oh, yeah. I didn't either. <laughs> I didn't. I don't think a lot of people made that connection. And I've seen. I used to have the Batman the Animated Series complete series big box DVD set. And I've seen the special features with Mark Hamill basically saying, he went to them and said, you know, okay, I've done this role for you. Is there anything else? Are any of the big Mark Hamill is a huge comic book nerd. Oh yes, he, he really, is. really is, and he knows everything. I've seen interviews with him where he rem not a lot of voice actors remember everything that they've done, but this guy remembers almost. He can name almost every single of the 108 episodes of this series. Yeah, he can name it by title, uh, just like it was yesterday. Um, you know, so you got him, and you know you got Conroy, you've got um, uh, Robert Hastings as Commissioner Gordon. Yeah. You have three different voice actresses for Batgirl. There was Sarah Gilbert. Uh, oh, who was the other one? Sarah Gilbert, I believe it was. Was it Certain No. Melissa Gilbert, Mary Kay Bergman, and Tara Strong. Um, you know, uh, simply amazing. Um, yeah. Uh, Robert Costanzo. Uh, is it Costanzo? You see yeah. his name. Yeah. 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 Robert Costanzo as Bullock. I mean, that is no one has ever been able to match his Bullock and the way the animation on Bullock was done. Every time I read a comic and I see Bullock, I hear his voice. Now, that might change. I'm not saying change permanently, but that might change once I see Donald Logue as Bullock in the new Gotham series on Fox coming up. Yeah. But, I mean, Robert Costanzo... His bull, like he na- like he is bullet. Oh yeah! Uh, it was absolutely amazing. Uh, the entire voice cast is is simply amazing. Um,
1: oh well, like I didn't realize you know you had uh, Roland Daggett was played by Ed Asner. Uh, mm-hmm. My favorite one, the one that shocked the hell out of me, was Paul Williams as the Penguin. Yeah, little Enos Perdett from Smokey and the Bandit is. <laughs> The penguin. <laughs> yep. Uh, oh and then of course I can't forget Adrian Marbeau.
2: As Catwoman, Selena yeah. Kyle, yeah.
1: I that one shocked me because I'm like, holy shit, that's Maggie from you know, from uh, the Snake Flitzkin film Escape from New York. How the hell mm. did I miss
2: that? You know something else that's gonna freak you the hell out? Which one? <laughs> Professor Jordan Perry is Rachel Ghoul.
0: Oh,
1: yeah. No
2: wait, no, wait a second wait a second. Professor Jordan Perry and Edward Dillinger are Rachel. David Warner is the voice of Rachel Gould. (laughs) Tron lives.
1: Yeah. Oh, I do have one other one that I have to mention because it was a really bad thing that I happened to pick up today on IMDb. (laughs) About Lauren Lester. who was the voice of Dick Grayson slash Robin. Yes. Uh, do you remember back in 1990, a really horrible, horrible animated series featuring Hangin' Tough" and "Whoa"?
2: whoa. <laughs> yes. I pointed that out to. I asked him about that when I interviewed the guy. Oh god, <laughs> he was uh, he was one of the Knight brothers. I forget if it was Jonathan or Jordan. Jordan Knight. <laughs> yeah, he was the voice of Jordan Knight in the New Kids on the Block cartoon. Oh man, I'm
1: sure he's like that. You know, I would just much rather let that die.
2: <laughs> no, you know, he was a really like he was a really cool guy to talk to. We've talked to him twice on the GeekCast Radio Network. It was simply amazing. Um, did you know that he was barbecue from G.I. Joe? Yes,
1: yes. I happened to read that this morning. I was like, wow,
2: he really did get around. And what? he's got he. What was really surprises me about Lauren Lester is he is the king. of the king of all pop-up television guest roles. Really? I've, in the past three years, I've seen, three to four years, I've seen him pop up more times in more, like, he was the lawyer on the short-lived, WB series, uh, short-lived CW series Ringer. Uh, he was, um, he popped up in an episode of Good Luck Charlie on the Disney Channel. Uh, he had his own series called Final... I think it was Final Witness. I could be wrong about that. Um, but, I mean, every time I see him, it's like, hey, is Lauren Lester. That's awesome.
1: Yeah, I, I, and you know what's funny? I tell everybody, I says, yeah, Lauren Lester is best known for his dick. Grayson. Honey. A... Well, here's what gets I'm... even funnier with that is because he did show up with Thomas Jane in HBO's *Hung*, which is basically about a guy who's got a giant dick.
2: Wow. Yeah, uh,
1: I'm stretching. This... I know. <laughs> mm. Yeah, there were there were just so many of this. I mean, you know, as we mentioned, Mark Hamill, Paul Williams, Richard Mull, Arlene Sorkin, yeah. uh, who, and this is this is really hard for me to say. This, mm-hmm. I liked Arlene Sorkin doing. Harley Quinn, I really did. Yeah, but at the same time, I heard Tara Strong's version of it for Arkham uh, was Arkham City.
0: yeah
1: and, and I like Tara Strong's just a little bit more, not much, because I mean they're both great performances. It, it, it's like, you know, it, it's like trying to compare, you know, two different two different flavors of ice cream. You know, two different flavors of vanilla. Which one do you like, yeah. French vanilla or regular vanilla?
2: Well, when I... Because, again, I, I guess on this show, I'm the king of all interviews. I've talked to Tara twice, and I we the second time was because she was announced as the new Harley on Arkham City. And I asked her, I said, so did they, did they say they wanted you to imitate Arlene, or did they want you to put your own stamp on it and make the voice your own? She said they wanted me to do my own thing. Um... Could she have imitated Arlene Sorkin? She's the queen, almost the queen of all voice actresses at this point. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Tara Strong is, you know, she's Timmy Turner for crap's sake. Yeah. I mean, *Fairly Odd Parents*, you know, uh, any woman that can do, uh, I mean, you look at Nancy Cartwright; she's Bart Simpson for crap's sake. You know, I mean. Yeah. But um, I'm glad they had her put her own stamp on it because what's so interesting to me now that she is Harley or she has been Harley, go back and watch the re. Um, go back and watch the flashback in Return of the Joker. It's Batgirl versus Harley. Oh, it's Tara versus Arlene Sorkin because Tara at that time was doing Batgirl. Oh God! Uh, so it, you know it, it, it's a very very interesting thing. Um, you know Kevin Conroy has not not just with me on on the interview that we did with him two years ago, but he has in multiple interviews told the story of um, during September 11th uh, or at the aftermath of that, uh, he was helping out in some kitchen and the guy next to him said, you know I'm my day job is this. What's your day job?" I'm a voice actor. Oh well, do you voice anybody that uh, that I would that I would have seen or heard? He goes, um, "Yeah, I'm the voice of Batman." It's like no way, and he does the voice. Yeah. And the other chef goes out to the hall. He's like. Batman is cooking your meals, and someone in the back says, No shit, make him prove it. (laughs) (laughs) And he does the I am vengeance, I am the knight, and everybody just shut up and clapped. Yeah.
1: The man is awesome. I I mean, I still can't get over the fact that both he and Mark Hamill were on Broadway at the same time. You know, I I don't remember what he was doing on Broadway, but I know Hamill was doing Amadeus at the time. And you said that. Uh, Mark Mark actually said in an interview that they were walking out together and they were both walking their dogs together, carrying on conversations like, you know, nothing was going on, even though you had Batman talking to the Joker. And I just kind of listened to that. I kind of shook my head and said, really? OK.
2: <laughs> you want to know another interesting fact? And I don't I don't even because I've talked to the guy. I don't even need the trivia. He went to school at Juilliard with Superman.
1: Okay, now which Christopher Man,
2: Christopher Reeves. Okay,
1: <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I have to define that because you know there, there's been several, some were bad. Well,
2: I, I, I was going to define it, <laughs> yeah. but I'm just saying that uh, you know I don't I don't think they knew each. I don't think I don't remember if he said that they they had really hung out or talked or anything like that. But um, but yeah, I mean, but this show it's it is so great. Um, I, you know when it comes to episodes the bad ones I I I can basically list without even having to look at a list uh, the terrible trio moon of the wolf uh, um, uh, Olympus has fallen uh, or not not Olympus has fallen um, fire on, on fire on Olympus that's what it is um, oh, yeah I what else that one. they were like For, uh,
1: they had like Hercules or something that was showing up there.
2: Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Uh, uh, critters was a bad one. Um, I mean, I'm not saying that the series overall is bad, but there were a number of bad episodes. Oh yeah.
1: You know, I mean, there, um, there were some that I would much rather forget, but at the same time, there were just so many damn good episodes. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, I, I'm going to mention my, my favorite episode and it's, it's probably my number one episode. I, I it, you know, almost got him. And for those who haven't seen it, it's basically all the Batman villains are sitting around playing poker with each other,
0: mm-hmm. and they're
1: all talking about how they came so close to almost getting Batman. And my favorite line out of that is when Killer Croc comes up and, says, oh, I was fighting him in this fighting in the in this, in this uh, quarry, and I picked up a rock and I threw it at him. Just look at him. Well, it was a really big rock. (laughs)
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I still, I love that episode, but I still have a hard time figuring out when Batman made the switch. Yeah. Because that story is, it's not Croc, it's, it's Batman as Croc. Yeah. (laughs) Um,. No, that that episode is amazing. Uh, the Beware the Gray Ghost is amazing. The yeah. Batgirl episodes are great. Um, the Over the Edge episode with Batgirl was simply amazing. What would happen if Commissioner Gordon ever found out that Bruce Wayne was Batman? Just watch that episode; and it will tear your heart out. Oh, uh, it's amazing, and you know me and and really really loving the character of dick grayson robin and his nightwing um old wounds old old wounds and over the edge are almost tied for first for me um because old wounds basically he tells uh tim drake the story of how he basically you know broke up with batman and it's just an amazing amazing story uh it really really is uh no, the the series you know pretty much started the DC animated universe. After that, they went on to Superman. They went on to Batman Beyond, Justice League, Justice League Unlimited. Uh, you know, it, it's it's the starting point for the universe. And oh yeah, it's what is so amazing is seeing, um, seeing how they brought him into superman's world with world's fi- world's finest oh my god um it's simply amazing you know you've got six personalities that all probably will never ever get along you've got batman superman the joker lex luther harley quinn and uh look uh luther's girl mercy and the the mercy uh, harley fight is just absolutely amazing because the joker and lex are just sitting there talking out business while in the background um uh harley and mercy are just beating the crap out of each other but you don't see it you just hear it (laughs) and oh my god it's so amazing now i'm gonna probably
1: have to turn in my geek card for this because i don't know this is that one of the um straight to dvd release movies that they did
2: it was originally a a movie premiere on Kids WB. It premiered as... as All three parts premiered on one night. Uh, I believe it was November 4th. I don't remember the year. Uh, um, but it was the first time that the universe was... The, the DC animated universe was connected. It was the first time that Batman met Superman and that Luther met the Joker, etc., etc., etc. Okay. Um, it is on, it is on in 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 uh, media format as two things. It is its own entity, uh, compiled as a film, and it is also on the Superman the Animated Series DVDs as individual episodes. Hey. The only the only difference is is that the film cuts out. The Superman the Animated Series intro, and it cuts out the to be continued, and just uses it as you know fade to black between scenes. What was interesting was on the film version, it uses a slightly different version of the Superman the Animated Series theme at the end instead of instead of just your stay. It that's what I love when that when 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 Warner and DC does some of these things, because it specifically with like multiple episode arcs that they put into direct dvd films they go i don't know if they went back or how they did this but they create credits that fit the film along with a not necessarily a standardized theme but um it might be a slightly different version of the theme that you might have heard in a regular episode oh yeah it's it's pretty cool um what else what else you know the animation was great. The uh, I think it was the first twenty or so were were drawn on black paper. The first time that had ever happened.
0: Yeah, and
1: I thought that was kind of cool because they're they're basically having to work and think as a reverse image. It's it's a mm-hmm. different technique and it really takes a lot of thought as you start putting it through. But you know I I, I say this because I I have done this sort of drawing before. It's a lot of fun. It's, it just makes your wine it makes your mind work a little differently and you start putting things together and you start going how would back then look really dark <laughs> and that's pretty much what kind of bore you know bore this out here yeah. uh, you know I mean just some of the episodes with this I, I really do have to say you know I mean obviously I, I mentioned almost got him as being my favorite some of the other ones really actually didn't involve a whole lot of uh they didn't really involve a whole lot of Batman in the episode. Uh there was one and I got help me cuz I can't remember the name of the episode itself. Uh <laughs> there was one where Bruce Wayne he is like he's trying to track down he's he, he is Batman and he's going out to this like little western town and he gets knocked unconscious somehow and he comes to and when he comes to he has amnesia.
2: Oh, that's The, uh, the Forgotten. Okay. I love that episode. Yeah. That, that episode, okay. La, La Land Records, the, the soundtrack record company out in L.A., has released two volumes of music. Uh, one is a two-disc edition and the other is a four-disc edition of BTS music. I have all of it. Uh, I'm hoping on volume three when they eventually get to that. Uh, they will put the music from that from the Forgotten on there because I love that music. That yeah, so awesome. No, but that episode was amazing. The greatest thing about that episode is the fact that we learned that Alfred does not do technology at all. Yes. He's like you blasted thing. Just take me there. Yes. Um, that and the fact that you get to
1: see Bruce like. You could see Bruce actually being Bruce and, and being somebody who's completely different from the Bruce Wayne that we see of being kind of an aloof and assertive, well, I, I should say assertive personality that he was in the rest of the series. And it's kind of like mm-hmm. here he is being a little bit like a normal person, and it's just a complete change for me. And I, I, I really liked that out of it.
2: Yeah, that was awesome. Um... What's even funnier about that episode is the end of it when he gets his memory back and, and the yeah. other guy, uh, I forget what the other guy's name is, he says, oh, I'd like to wake up and realize I was a millionaire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, Bruce, in in the series, he's always, even though as Batman he has to be a real hard-ass deep down he does have a heart. He always does look out for his fellow man. Cause he does offer those guys jobs. Yeah. If they need it, you know, um, at the, you know, during the old, and I keep bringing up old wounds. I, I love that episode so much in old wounds. He eventually gives the guy who, um, who they were going to capture, uh, as a Joker accomplice at the end of it, he gives the guy a job and makes sure his family's provided for. So, Bruce Wayne in this series, while he is the mask to Batman's main personality, he's he's a pretty generous mask. Yeah,
1: he really is. And you get a chance to see that he actually is more of a philanthropist and, and yeah. less of just, my parents died, and that's what caused me to be this way. Yeah, You know, it, it's I like that aspect of it. I mean, even then, you do see that kind of carrying through into Batman Beyond, which will be... You know, another discussion later on, but
0: mm-hmm. the
1: fact that you get to see him, and even then, he's still kind of just this. He does have this warm, warm side to him that's hidden away from everything else, protected very well. Uh, oh yeah. Now, one of my other favorite episodes, the other one that I really liked, uh, was favor for Joker, and
2: oh, Joker's favor. Yeah, 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 yeah,
1: this one here it was just because of what it was. You see this guy who just basically has a shitty day. That's the mm-hmm. best way to describe it. He has a crappy day and he gets a car tailgating him and he starts you know, he starts yelling at the car, What the hell are you tailgating me for? Pull around and all that. And then as he pulls around, he realizes it's the Joker running from the cops. And the Joker like flips out and starts writing down all his information, chases him down, and he guy you know, the guy hides from the Joker. Changes his name, does all these things, moves away to another city, trying to get away from the Joker, possibly coming down and finding him. And just the whole fact that all that built up, and you still don't really see Batman, because that's all like halfway through the episode before you finally get a chance to see where he has to actually go and deliver a package or something.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I was really impressed with how well they put that together, with, again, not really having a Batman in there. But still a great episode overall
2: yep uh, and Charlie was uh, voiced by Ed Begley jr yes
1: <laughs> Yes. Yeah, so that was just that was always a little odd thing for me you know seeing Ed Begley jr coming in for that you know the, the man who lives to be green, I would rather have seen him be you know a male version of a poison ivy or something
2: yeah. You know, um, another good one is um, uh, what's the other? uh, Oh, Eternal Youth. Okay, sure. It it is a Poison Ivy episode, and it's kind of predictable, but it basically—it's the only episode, the entire series—that mainly focuses on Alfred. Yeah, and it's so hilarious. It really, really is.
1: Yes, and you get a chance to see him, and he's like,
2: "Why? I don't know what you're
1: talking about. I never was in love with that woman." And he's, you know, he's going on this whole love thing, and he's like, mm-hmm. "I don't know what you're talking about." And they're making fun of him. <laughs>
0: Great. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, by far one of the best episodes of the series is Heart of Ice. Yeah, it, it redefined Mister Freeze because in the comics and in the TV show he was kind of just this criminal with this this cult. This series redefined the character with giving him this tragic backstory. And then I'll be back had to destroy him in Batman and Robin.
0: Chill out.
2: Yeah. No. I don't want to chill out. I want to see... The Iceman cometh. Uh, (laughs) The funny thing is, though, after Heart of Ice and through to Batman Beyond, they really did Mr. Freeze bad (laughs) because when he uh finally does get Nora back in this series she re- looks at him and sees what he's become a criminal she doesn't want him she rejects him yeah and he eventually gets turned into like this giant spider thing yes and that was like we,
1: creepy as hell
2: uh, yeah that was like a, something out of nightmare on elm street um yeah. and then in beyond you know he comes back in the future and and we see that he really just wants to, you know, make up for for his past. He's not. He's not the man that he once was, and it's oh man, it's just amazing.
1: Yeah. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, because I know you will, which is fine. <laughs> uh, Heart of Ice was the one that they were originally going to release as like a full uh, a full length feature movie, but.
2: Um... I'm trying to see here, the original idea for the, okay, the flashback video, because
1: um... I know that there was one that they were going to do that had, that involved Mr. Freeze, and they were going to bring it out right around the same time that, uh, they did the Batman and Robin, and Schwarzenegger killed it, and so they were like, oh, this is like, you know, the, the critics tanked it, basically, and, Warner Brothers said, oh, "We really don't want to ring this out right now and have everybody think that it's absolutely hated."
2: No, you're thinking of uh, Sub Zero. That's it. You're thinking of yeah. They did. Um, Heart of Ice was a what was an episode in in the cartoon series. Okay, Heart of Ice aired uh, aired September seventh, ninety two. Okay, uh, Sub Zero. Was, come on, come on. Uh, let's see episodes, feature films. Where is the? I'm trying to see where this where the feature film would be. Um, but yeah, no, you're thinking of um, of Sub Zero. Okay. Um, that might have been. Let's see. Uh, Yeah, Batman and Mister Freeze, Sub Zero. Here we go. Let's see. Here was released March seventeenth, ninety eight. Batman and Robin came out in ninety seven. So yeah, they had to wait a year. Uh, I'm glad. (laughs) Uh, It's also for a while. uh, For a while, okay. I'm trying to see if there's any uh, production inconsistencies. I'm trying to see if there's any trivia on its release. But yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, this movie, uh, Batman and Mr. Freeze Sub Zero, it's not as bad as everybody thinks it is. It is a really, really good, interesting film. Um, it plays up more on the Mr. Freeze angle. Um, the other. Um, the other good—I mean, we—we—we got to talk about *Masculine Phantasm. I mean, the only one that was ever in theaters.
1: Yes, and and I still have to hang my head. I have. You it. have not seen it. I oh have my... it. Okay, I have it. It's in my iTunes. What is wrong it. with you? Oh, I know, I know, I know. I really need to turn in my please, card right now. Please.
2: Do you have Return of the Joker in your iTunes? Yes. You better be watching that shit before next week.
1: I plan to. That <laughs> epilogue... You know, I'm about three seasons in on Batman Beyond, so I'm getting close. I know that. I haven't okay. gotten through Zeta... Well, I think... Don't I think do Zeta. Point, well, I think at this you, point we you see don't... Zeta projects show up a little bit. Like, I mean, the crossovers are happening.
2: Well, yeah. The, the crossovers happen, but you don't actually need to watch the series of Zeta. Yeah. You know nobody should ever watch that series. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, so... Um,
1: but yeah, I will have I will have Return of the Joker and Epilogue definitely watched before we get to next week. Before we get yeah. to Batman Beyond. That will not be an issue. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh,
1: so I, I know that we kind of touched a little bit on the music, and Mike, I know that you were like a music fanatic.
2: Oh, my this. God. This music is so good. What is so interesting about this is that the first two-disc set, um, did you know the main title, the original main title, was done by Danny Elfman, who did the titles in, in Batman 89?
1: I had heard that, but I wasn't sure if that was the case. I had heard something about, um, not Tim Curry, Um
2: Tim Curry was originally supposed to be the Joker.
1: Yeah, they, they deemed him was too scary. But I'm, I'm thinking. Oh God, who's the director
2: of these things? Uh, the voice director, Andrea uh, Romano.
1: No, no, no. The the of the uh, live action. Oh, Tim, Tim. Burton. Thank you. That was the Tim I was thinking of. Yeah. Horrible. I'm, I'm like drawing a blank. I'm going. Christ, I know his name.
2: <laughs> he did Edward Scissorhands for crying out loud. Uh. Now. Yeah, well, yes, Danny Elfman did do the main title. Uh, Shirley Walker also, uh, Shirley Walker is the main composer on these. Uh, She is the one um, that pretty much assembled this entire program so people can learn under her and become one entity under her. And may she rest in peace. This woman knew how to score. I mean, and... By that I mean score music. Thank you very much. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, she actually made up a uh, a new alternate title outside of Elfman's. I think that was when they went to the um, the the Batman uh, Adventures of Batman and Robin's uh, intro for the series. Okay. Um, I know. She, I I I, I want to say because I I like the
1: Batman and Superman one that they did too because it had that kind of light and airy one.
0: Uh, the
2: new the new Batman Superman Adventures was a combination of the BTAS it, it was a new composition but it was a combination of their main themes that was composed slightly differently and done so I love that theme that yeah. theme is amazing it really really is um I you know I cause I, I
1: hadn't really heard it cuz I mean I knew about Batman and Superman and I was kind of wanting to watch that show and just at the time I was I like graduated from high school and was going to college and just went out, my, half my college classes were at the same time that that show was on, so I wasn't able to watch it all the time.
2: Right, right. Uh, they actually, uh, Walker and Elfman actually uh, combined their forces to do a piano version of, of his main title, oh. the original title. They actually, uh, Shirley Walker and Danny Elfman combined their forces to do a piano version of it. It is amazing.
1: Oh, I'm going to, it sounds like I'm going to have to hunt that down.
2: Yeah, <laughs> good luck.
1: I'll find it somehow.
2: <laughs> <laughs> good luck. Um, but no, I, I mean, I could I listen to this music all day long. I really, yeah. really could. I, I it's, it's so great. I mean, uh, we've got in the total of six discs over the two releases, we've got Music from On Leather, Wings, Last Laugh, It's Never Too Late, Pretty Poison, Christmas with the Joker, Two Face, Part One and Two. Um Joker's Favor, Vendetta, Perchance to Dream, Birds of a Feather. Um it it's it's just so awesome. It's got stuff from Beware the Grey Ghost. It's got stuff from Batgirl Returns. It's just so damn good.
1: Yeah, oh. I mean, that, and that's the thing. I can hear this theme song, and, and I could be anywhere, and all of a sudden I'm transported back to sitting there in front of my TV watching this show and going, holy shit, this is awesome. Yeah, it really, really is. You know, this is, I, I've heard other voice actors, you know, I've heard voice actors and such. Rob Paulson is really famous for this saying that when he heard June Coray saying, "Pokey smoke,
0: he was mm-hmm. transported
1: back to, you know, Grand Blanc, Michigan. Sitting there in front of the TV, watching, you know, Rocky and Bullwinkle, hearing this music. For me, I'm sitting there after school, rushing home so that I can watch Batman. And I remember seeing that and just being like, man, this is getting me in. This is getting me into that whole mindset and just that feel. And I mean, yeah, it was probably you know, friends of mine are probably like, you're such a dork for this, but now I could care less. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, you know, this is just... I, I probably will have to try and see if I can hunt down some of those La La Lire records.
2: <laughs> I
1: know, I know. You're laughing at me saying it's going to be damn near impossible.
2: Oh, no. I mean, they well, see, here's the thing. They, they currently have them available. Well, they have... I shouldn't say they have all of them available because they don't. Right. Um... Uh, let me see here. I'm trying to uh, really, really series, let's see. Um they currently have oh the limited edition set is sold out. Um uh, I'm trying to think. I think volume two is still available. Uh I could be wrong though. I don't know. Uh let me see. Okay, the they did do a re release. Um they did do a second edition, limited edition, uh, which has fewer tracks than the original. Uh, for twenty-five bucks on their website, the four-disc volume two, I don't think is sold out. No, the four-disc volume two that was the Comic-Con exclusive last—I think it was last year—that is sixty bucks on their website. Yeah. Yeah, the wife ain't gonna let me buy that one.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I had a hard enough time allowing her to uh, let me buy Arkham City, so.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah. I, I'm yeah. still in trouble for that
0: one. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, Ooh, yeah, but no, Batman and the Animated Series, absolutely amazing. Um, you know, I've done. My buddy Steve and I, who run the Geek Cast Radio Network, um. He wanted to do a review show for Batman the Animated Series and Batman Beyond. We've gotten through BTAS, and we're now doing the Beyond reviews on Legends of the Dark Knight. And I recently found what is probably the best and most unique Batman podcast out there called The Arkham Sessions, where Dr. Andrea Letamendi and Brian Ward of Shout Factory fame, they do a weekly podcast. They analyze one episode per podcast and they go into how the psychology of btas works and it is an amazing listen oh, everybody yeah. needs to go check this show out it's absolutely amazing
1: i'm gonna have to see because that was something i meant to bring up earlier and i'm kind of going to just touch on it real quick here mm-hmm. when i saw the episode where they were talking about the ventriloquist and with scarface you know he's got mm-hmm. the dummy there and you're actually seeing the two different persona- personas. Mm-hmm.
0: You
1: know it, that was just that to me. I kind of went, "Holy crap!" They're doing an excellent job of writing this together and really putting thought into this. They had to. You know, I mean, I'm I'm watching this. and I'm going, "Please tell me, Bruce Tim actually sat down and talked with a psychologist about this because this is just too creepy good."
0: <laughs>
1: mm. I mean, just the way that they put that together, I was impressed. Yeah. Totally impressed with it. Uh, yeah, it was absolutely amazing. I mean, you see that—you see that psychology, that dichotomy between the two. You see that same thing going on with Bruce Wayne a little bit. You know, I mean, you see him distinguishing between Bruce Wayne and Batman to see these things, even then. And, and I think maybe that because I, I want to say that episode they had a little bit of relationship going on between Bruce looking at Scarface and going, this guy is really dark and realizing seeing a little bit of himself in that as well.
2: Well, see. Here's the, yeah, I mean the thing with Wesker or what, whatever his name was, Wesker is from some call of duty or whatever. I don't forget where it's from. The thing with, with Arnie, with the guy, he has some really really bad demons in him oh yeah you know like you said they were two different personalities um and what was interesting about that episode was also that you have the dummy being being the guy in charge and the ventriloquist be like being the being the dummy it was super super interesting and absolutely amazing Oh, and seeing Scarface
1: sitting there calling him, you know, he, he was referring to, him. hey, dummy, go get me yep. this. He was treating the ventriloquist like he was the dummy.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that was just classic. I mean, I love that. But uh, real quick, because I know we're, we're almost out of time on this one here, I do want to touch real quick on, on the DVD releases here for anybody who wants to get them. Uh... They're pretty hard to find if you want just the standard DVDs.
2: Well, if you want the standard four-volume sets, you can find those fairly easily. What's going to be hard to find is the complete series big box set because I think it's out of print at this point. And you have to watch out if you're going on eBay. You have to watch out for copycats because, or you know, like like unofficial versions because. Who was it, Steve that got caught with it? Yeah, he got caught uh. with it. <laughs> um, it was not a good thing, uh, you know. Because uh, it was so funny about that was, I had at the time I had had the official because I I went um, I went the day it came out to Best Buy and I slopped like Best Buy had it on sale from the from the MSRP of like 109, they had it on sale for 75. I went down there, grabbed it up like it was nothing. Yeah. Um, but we were sitting there comparing. Does yours have the no? Does your no? You. Oh my God! You got swindled, dude. <laughs> uh, yeah. It. Yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> um, but I mean, let me let me just look here on Amazon and, and see how uh, how easily the standard um, the uh, The standard uh, uh, volume versions of of the sets are. Let's see. Bet series. Um, Okay. Yeah, the DVDs. uh, The volume set, volume one, is on sale for twenty eight sixty nine. I mean, you can still find the the four volume sets. The the Complete uh, Animated Series set, it looks here, uh, 16 new from one forty nine ninety five. Oh. So, um, which is, uh, it, it's about the same. There's actually a listing on here. Batman the Animated Series Volumes 1 through 4, uh, DC Comics Classic Collection, the four volumes. If you buy them all together from this listing, uh, it's $124.93. So, it's about the same. I mean, if you bought the... The full-on complete, uh... yeah. Oh, Hong Kong edition? No, yeah, you gotta be careful.
1: That's a, okay. Uh, the Batman: The Complete Animated Series. There is the Hong Kong edition. Well, I'm
2: I'm I'm looking at the um, like when you click on uh, new from one forty nine ninety five. Uh, I'm 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 looking at this. to See the details of um, to make sure that. Yeah. But yeah, uh, you got to no. you got to really be careful. I would just get the volume sets, honestly. Yeah, I um, mean if
1: you really want to see it, if you want to watch the episodes, buy yeah. it that way. You're you're better off not getting screwed by
2: Yeah. The pretty much. Of, you know the the Yeah.
1: So. Well,
2: absolutely.
1: I think we're pretty much done for this episode, uh unless you mm-hmm. have anything else that you want to tack on here that I've missed.
2: Um, he was amazing, uh, in, in the rest of the DCAU, uh, justice league, justice league unlimited, just simply amazing. Uh, you know, Kevin Conroy is Batman. So there is that.
1: Well, I, you know, I, I, okay. I have one last thing that I want to add here because I kind of knew this and I kind of didn't. Mark Hamill, when they did the voice acting cast here for this, uh, they did it all ensemble, which was kind of an unheard of thing at the time.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Uh, Mark Hamill was the only one who was allowed to not be in the same room as everybody else. Part of that was that he was trying to create that whole manic energy going on with the Joker and really put forth that that energy. However,
0: Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) uh, because I I remember seeing this, he was on... uh, He was on a talk show with Donnie and Marie.
0: God. Yeah,
1: I know, I know. And they were talking with him about his voice acting career, and that was when I first learned that he was the Joker because he sat there and he goes, goes, oh, yeah, I'm the Joker. And they go, really? Come on, come on, you got to do it. And he goes, I I, I can't do it when everybody's looking at me. You all have to turn away. Turn away. Don't look at me. (laughs) And he sits there and he puts his like, he puts his hands up in front of his face so you can't see his face, and then he did the voice of the Joker.
0: Mm-hmm. And it just
1: creeped me the hell out. I'm like, no way! Luke Skywalker?
0: is yeah. doing
1: this you know, the, the captain from, from Wing Commander 4 is doing this? This is just way weird for me.
2: Yeah, it really, really was. So, Alright, well we'll go
1: ahead and wrap up this episode. I do want to thank everybody for listening. Uh, Next week, we will hopefully be doing Batman Beyond, if we can get everything together, get all our, all our ducks in a row. I know Eva's still going to be out, farting around with her husband, so <laughs> we'll plan for something else.
2: <laughs> uh,
1: so, you know, for those of you who have listened, uh, we do ask that you go to Facebook, like us on Facebook, talk about my generation. Uh, go to iTunes, leave us some, uh, leave us feedback. Even if you give us a one star, tell us why you think we suck. I don't care. No, I just want to hear that people are listening to the show. Uh, yeah. Send us an email at mygenerationpodcast.com. Uh, I think that about gets it. Mike, have you got anything else that you want to add? Um, no, not really. Okay. Well, I want to thank everybody for listening. And, Mike, I'm sure we're going to close this out here with some some of the music here from the series. Maybe do some of the uh, theme songs.
2: Oh, yeah, most definitely. Give me a triple. <gasps> now.
0: Get dressed. We have company. Company? Mr. Bruce Wayne. He's here to see you. I hope you don't mind milk. We're out of cream. I prefer it. Terrence, sorry to get you up so early. It's okay. You never told me you knew Bruce Wayne. Well, actually, uh...
2: Why I owe this boy my life. He defended me against a bunch of hooligans once. I tried to reward him, but he absolutely refused.
0: Mr. Wayne wants to offer you a job. A job? It's not much, mind you. I find that in my old age, I could use a part-time assistant. You know,
2: a gopher. Go for this, go for that. An ally, as it were. Would you be interested?
0: Well, of course he would. Wouldn't you, honey? I mean to work with someone as famous as Mr. Wayne.
2: Sure. I warn you, I can be a difficult
0: taskmaster. I accept nothing short of excellence from all who work for me. I think
2: I can handle it. Very good then, Mr. McGinnis. Welcome to my world. I am vengeance. I am the night. I am Batman Batman
0: Batman There is a song the good folks sing Song the good folks sing
2: Batman About a hero on the wing
0: Hero on the wing Batman
2: I am Gotham's darkest
0: night The villain's darkest pride Turn on the signal light for Batman! Batman.
2: You hate me, don't you?
0: Lighten up, it's your birthday.
2: Don't remind me.
0: Good work, Cape Crusader. Once again, you've saved our fair city from those vile miscreants. They were no problem, Commissioner. For as we all know, criminals are... ...a superstitious, cowardly lot. They plan and plot, but they always get caught. Their evil schemes all come to naught. A superstitious, cowardly lot.
2: Mm. Come on, it took me weeks to get tickets for this show. It's shway. It's Schwarbage. Excuse me. One side, please. Move! A superstitious, cowardly lot
0: They plan and plot, but they always get caught Their evil schemes all come to naught A superstitious...